check your fucking flow. You're sacked. My balls is totally moving. New and improving. Now can we get back up? My balls is totally doing it. Speaking it through. And ready to take us to the top. Thank you. Welcome to fucking smile show. Did you know that your mom is off? Welcome to the show, cocksuckers. We have a fucking tremendous show ahead of you. I mean, ahead of us. And we have a guest who's also tremendous. Ryan Sickler, RyanSickler.com, ladies and gentlemen. Thank I, you. Thank I like you your uh, show, Honeydew, and I like the way that you have your plugs. And I've never done podcasting. And I was like, this guy, this guy, when he's delivering it, the package, I started listening to your show, listening to everybody's podcast. And I'm like, your one is easy for me. I like it. It makes sense. It's a it's a really good concept. And you do it like a seasoned veteran where I'm like, if I could get it down to, down to this guy, seems like you remind me of how I had it in Sirius where I knew everything about what I was doing and it was easy peasy. And you look like you're having a casual time. And I wanted to know, first of all, what made you do that where'd you come up with the idea of the podcast where people tell stories like that well first of all i want to say thank you because that means a shitload coming from you someone who's done this at a level that you've done this at and, and still doing this again like i'm blown away to hear you say that and also again thank you we were outside having a little combo and you said you got a lot of love from that show and you did dude. the most out of all podcasting guest um, spots i've ever had you destroyed everything i, 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 I just want to be your co-host and i don't think the show will be okay <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a show with you, bro. I'll do a show. I'm ready to. I just one. told you before the show. I'm doing shows. Got a good idea. Let's do it. I got time. Um, yeah. So where'd you get the idea? Well, I podcasted for years with uh, my partner back in the day, Jay Larson, on the Crab Feast, which was a generic storytelling show. And then when he wanted to move on, I had to really think about. It. I was like, well, you know, what do I love? And I love storytelling. Is absolutely my favorite thing to not only to do but to listen to i there's nothing i love more than a good story yeah and someone who tells it well um and um i didn't know what i was gonna do and i don't know how deep we're gonna get into my shit but my mother split from the family early on my father died when i was 16 M myself and my two brothers have been on our own since then and every time there would be an opportunity for someone in the family to take us in, help us out, and they would throw us the fuck away. Perfectly good kids. You know, I got a 3.0 in high school. I still went to college, graduated college with a 3.0. Like, I did what I was supposed to fucking yeah. do. At least what I thought. Yeah. Um, and one night, I'm sitting at this diner. I'm having dinner, and uh, they bring me my food, and they bring that little fucking side of fruit with, with uh, you know, red grapes and and pineapple and and honeydew. Yeah. <laughs> and I eat the the bowl, and without thinking about it, I don't eat the honeydew. I don't even like red grapes, but I ate the red grapes, and I didn't eat the honeydew because I just it's not like I have this passion against it. I just don't fuck with honeydew. A lot of people don't do that. Exactly. 
and I'm walking out of the diner and I just happen to look and I just see a table. I mean, tables full of honeydew left. And I was like, huh, that's a perfectly good fruit that most people just don't fuck with. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a fucking honeydew. And that's where it came from me wanting to talk to perfectly good people like yourself who have been thrown away, passed over, the underdog, always overlooked, pick last, whatever your lot in life is. But the difference was I call it highlighting the lowlights. I don't want you to come in. Look, it's you need to cry. You need to get shit out in your yeah. life. You need therapy. You need. We all need help. But I want to talk to people who were in a place where they can put a funny spin on their trauma right. because there are certain, there are special people that can do that. Not everyone can do that. Some people turn to drugs and alcohol and suicide and you name it, addiction, addiction, addiction. And not that we don't, but we absolutely, um, and it's given me a new love for comedians too, to, to and comedic people to put. Cause they're the perfect people for this. The, you, you. In my short, in my short like stint of being around comedians, you guys are dark as fuck. Dark yeah. as fuck. But the funniest people in the world. The world. So there's yeah. such a uh, a the, huge the, possibility of you having the saddest story with the funniest ending on it. Yes. Out of everybody. Ever. Ever. Bring you all the way down right. and then boom, in yeah. one snap. Like your line that you said to me, <laughs> and we talked about this outside. You said, I said to you, when's the first time you had sex? And your response was, the first time I sucked the dick was when I was three. And I'm just like, and again, with your accent and everything, I'm over there like, please, did I hear that? And then right after that, you say, that's a T-shirt, isn't it? And I mean, boom, boom, like that. That's what I love about comedians. That's what I love about the show. And I could sit and listen to people talk about their worst problems with a comedic spin on it all fucking day. I don't. I love what I do. Yeah, you can tell. Brian, in your experience, what percentage of comedians aren't incredibly dark people? The cliche is that they're all like that. What what percentage of them do you, you know most of the community out here in Los Angeles, at least, if not nationally, don't have a massive black hole at their core? None. <laughs> None. I mean, we're not normal people. It's not it's not normal. Whatever that is. First of all, I don't think there is a normal. Every single person from priest to police to teacher to nurse to doctor to whatever you are, trash man, whatever, has some kind of fucked up thing about them. I don't think there's a normal. But if there was a normal and there were all these boxes ticked, um, it's certainly not normal to want to get up in front of an audience of hundreds or thousands of strangers and immediately make them laugh. That's not normal to do that. It's, it's, I think it's an amazing gift and an awesome thing to be able to do and, and to, you know, a gift to give, but it's not normal to do that. What do you think is wrong with Jerry Seinfeld? (laughs) Well, I wasn't sure where you were going. Now it makes sense. Because yeah, he doesn't I, I, seem I, like that. I was go- and, and he does in his way. He's very, very, very uh, analytical to the point of being very cold. I mm-hmm. think he, I've heard him talk about parenting his kids. Where yeah. he's like, I don't get mad. You know, I just told him, hey, you broke the rules. I'm just as disappointed as you are. You're grounded for six months. Sorry, bud. And he just walks off and eats Cheerios. And it's like, I could see his kids being in therapy someday saying, I'm not even sure there's a human being in there. I've been living with this guy for 20 years. So that's kind of my clue on him. But every other big name that I was thinking about as you were saying that, I'm like, I can think of what's wrong with Carrot Top. 
I can think of what's wrong with Gilbert Gottfried. Seinfeld is the one that I've always been like, maybe he just likes getting up on stage and telling jokes. He loves it. Yeah. I mean, he's a purist. He believes in, if you ever watched, um, God, what was, it was supposed, I thought it was supposed to be a series, but it was Chris Rock. It was Seinfeld, Louis CK and Ricky Gervais. It was this HBO series. I thought it was going to be a series. It ended up being a one-off, but they all sit down and talk about comedy. And Seinfeld, and, and look, I'm paraphrasing here, so don't come at me online, but Seinfeld's philosophy was that Louie was watering down or ruining comedy by putting a special out every year. Seinfeld believed in the act, and yeah. people come to see the hits, and you build that act for 10, 15 years, and that's the act, you do the act. When you're done retiring the act, that's when you start what Louie's doing. But Louie and that other crop of comedians felt like every year um, was worthy of a special. And and maybe for some, it may be for, absolutely for some. I always, I don't know, I think it helped water down comedy, to be honest. Um, I think you got a lot of good comedy instead of great comedy. Um <laughs> Because not everyone can do that. Some comedians can do that, not and a very few, I think, can do that at a at a high level. Because, you know, when I grew up, George Carlin was the most prolific writer in comedy, and he would do a special what every three four years, and that to me feels right. But I'm also 47. I'm not the younger crop of these kids coming up that are, you know, they are they've had social media their whole life, so there's content, content, content for them, and um. It used to be like, man, you've have you ever fucking heard Jason Ellis? You gotta go see this guy live. You gotta get his cassette or his album or whatever. Now I can go on and get Jason Ellis myself or Seinfeld and be sick of him in five fucking minutes because I've just seen every fucking thing you did right here at the click of my fucking hand. You know, I can't, I can't believe wait. anybody is successful doing anything in entertainment these days. There you go. Stay positive, Kevin. All the way to the top. <laughs> Here we go, everybody. I, 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 just getting off the ground, guys. I think we've all been Swipe up, that. everybody. I mean, wow. Well, I mean, what I was trying to say with that is... Hot air balloons there's on so fire. Much, it's on fire. There's so much. Like you said, there's so many There's so many people doing stand-up. There's so many podcasts. There's, there's fucking five billion YouTubers, and there are YouTubers we've never heard of and likely never will hear of that are fucking mega millionaires. There are kids opening packages at, at a billion views. You know, like, we'll never fuck with that. We're never going to fuck with opening a package. We could flaming box openings or something. Everything we open has fire. This could explode. <laughs> Set my head on fire while I play with this Ninja Turtle. We only do an episode every three years because we recover from injuries from the first box. <laughs> boy, it's a hell of a show. Uh, cool, Ven. Everybody, the compartment thing that you can have, you can have hot food and cold food or cold drinks and hot drinks. You know what? I've never had a coffee that I put in the hot plate to make a coffee stay hot. I don't know if that works, but I have heated up bacon in it. And then somebody else posted a video the other day where they cooked a steak on it in their house from raw, like, yeah, like, uh, I don't know how he did it, but he used the hot plate to actually get a steak cooked and put teriyaki sauce on it and stuff. Oh. I checked out the video. So you, and, his, and his wedge salad stayed icy cold he's, beneath it the entire time. <laughs> he seemed like an advanced guy. I don't know if I recommend that, but you can go that far. Keep stuff cool and hot. It operates under 110 or 12 volt applications. 
And you can get them at cool-ven.com for a list of retailers and order yourself one and use code Alice at checkout for 10% off. And of course, why not go to leanfeast.com while you're at it so that you can get meals sent to your house that are all made, ready and prepared. And they have all kinds of stuff on the menu that is not for people that are trying to be crazy disciplined. Like they have normal food, like lasagnas and donuts and things like that. So it's not like, uh, you know, rice and fish four days, four times a day. It's like a bunch of stuff where you don't feel like you're cheating. It'll keep you lean, get you in shape, and it's very convenient. You'll have it with you at all times. Some of the stuff is like 40 seconds. Donut, they suggest you heat it up. It does taste better. Uh, but you got pizza, everything. So leanfeast.com. And once again, promo code Alice for another 10% off on Lean Feast. Thanks to both those guys for sponsoring the show. Did we meet a long time ago? At a comedy store, at a comedy place, you and did. you were, and you were like, not you like befriended me and said, "Hey man, if you wanted to try an open mic, and you gave me your card, did that ever happen?" I that may it may have happened, but Are you I that kind of guy. I didn't have a card. I never so had a you. card. Why it's, does Telly think it was too? I believe that you were on a show that we did, and you might recall this because it's an unusual venue. There's an Irish bar in Los Angeles called Molly Malone's. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 That's where okay, I'm at with Tripoli. Exactly. Yeah, Tripoli brought me in and, on that. And, and Gareth. No, no, no. Gareth, Gareth wasn't at that one. But but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But Tripoli, it was his show, but I think he wasn't there that night. That I like think Sam. I went after you, as a matter of fact, too, uh, which was. And I remember you being like, I was like, holy shit, this fucking guy. I got to follow this. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Wait, follow up because I was so bad. And it's no, 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 no. You up? were just outraged. No, the crowd was great. You're it's you know, I was like. Yeah, my material's not, you know, pissing in my ball cups and, oh. and making I remember thinking, it, I don't know if which I Which I love, you know, I love <laughs> sitting in the back, you know. But that is, thank you for reminding me of that. I never had a car, but I may have given you my number I know something. that you, because I was deterred from somebody that went before me who was trying to explain to the crowd that what's the big deal about saying fag? And I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to be in this, you know, like it's kind of late anyway. I like getting up early. <laughs> And then you said some stuff afterwards, like, hey, man, you're really good. You could do you something. And I was like, whoa, really? And then because that's how I operate, where I was like, man, I don't feel like I belong here. And then you said something nice. I was like, well, maybe I do. It was a, I, I remember the wave of, of Look, going, man, really? Am I that type of guy with everybody? No. If I see somebody that makes me, that moves me in some kind of way, I definitely walk up to them and say it. Because I... Look, you know, I don't care if you're tatted up on your head and everything. We all have our insecurities. And yeah. you were just you're just explaining it right now. You judge a book by its cover. You think this guy right here is a fucking badass. I can't go talk to this guy. And you're just over there in your own head worried Terrified. about what. Yeah. Whether you're doing well <laughs> or not. So I learned a long time ago. Fuck that. I like walking up to people. Plus, I'm not. Like, I'm not a networker. I don't fucking lunch and chitty chat and all that shit. But I will walk over to you and say what I say. And then that sticks with you more than that fucking lunch we had that one time where we didn't talk about shit. It you went know? A, I, I, when Telly was like, yeah, that's right. And I'm like, fuck, it is. I'm I like, no way. And, I'm and like, people man. stood. There weren't even chairs. People were standing there. I, I do remember. That's the only time. Matter of fact, it's the only time I've ever done stand up at Molly Malone's. And it was during the football season because I kept ducking out to see what the score was. And I don't remember the game, but I can tell you it was during football season. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's right. Ryan, you're a uh, Baltimore. Yeah, right. Jason, I was curious. What does Baltimore mean to you? Well, it's actually 
No, I don't do so bad there because I'm friends with Bucky Lassick and Dude. Baltimore Crabs. So I know about the crabs there. Anytime I, we do, I do crab feast all the time right. out here. He That's made, the he old podcast. Made, you guys, that, if he does, Bucky does the same thing. He gets crabs and makes them in Cali in San Diego because he needs to relive his Baltimore roots. And same with uh, mm -hmm. Benji and Joel Madden. They're from Baltimore. So I, I've, I, heard, I hear stories. So I've been to Bucky's neck of the woods. I went to his proper where you get his crabs or some shit. Yeah. The place. I go they to Jimmy's. Jimmy's famous seafood is the spot. And they, listen, they ship and they don't charge for shipping. So right now during the pandemic, you can get whatever you get as if you were there. I'm telling you, I've been, I've eaten crabs more out here than I would have in Maryland this year. That's a fucking I've had like sweet five, deal. Yeah, seventy bucks or more. They're paying for shipping, and you're definitely spending that. I'm gonna do it again soon when it comes out, and I'll hook you up. Yeah, I, I like that. But it's a good thing. I, never I saw you knew Bucky and. This is funny because he's, as you say, he's from Baltimore. And my cousins back in the day lived in Highland Town. And this, it was back then, it was Greek Town. It's not that anymore. But um, they would tell me about this fucking skater from Highland Town. And I'm like, listen, there's no fucking skater from fucking Baltimore. That's, yeah. and then, yeah, there is. And then I see Bucky with the Oriole hat on. I'm like, this is the fucking guy they were telling me about. And I can't get over Dude, how just, great Bucky Lake. I just had a conversation with Tony Hawk about Bucky where he explained to me because we were skating the other day and he was. I've been watching it, you get was, back. I've been watching you do all your do that picture singing the pink, everything. I've been watching you. That was the coolest fucking picture of you and Tony. I don't, I don't know. What was that? A oh, 5 stall? What was it? Yeah, Frontside pivots next to each other, but our boards hit. And that was his. He was like. Get closer. And I'm like, hey, man, I haven't skated for fucking <laughs> years. You know what I mean? And I just got a knee replacement. Are you sure? Do we have to? F He's like, you'll be okay. And I'm like, do you know if I'll be okay? Because I don't know if I'll be okay. So how do you know? But he, you know, I didn't post the other one yet. He went over me. Over and I, I did a frontside pivot. Well, he went over me. And at one point, he started getting angry because he was because he, I stand up tall. So he had to do like a six foot air over my head. And oh, this yeah. is the sort of thing. Oh wow! You uh, you two do have a bit of a past of jumping over each other yeah, on we, skate ramps, yeah. right from uh, skate tours, right from Huck Jam. Is it happening? No, that was that was the you just went down and back fuck. there. But man, when I saw that picture, it, that looks like it took you guys. I don't know for somebody who's a Bing Bong. I was like, that must have taken like a hundred tries. No, it looks no, no. so sick. It. I think. Okay, this looks like the right one because it's in slow mo. Took like four tries. Right. Tony, oh my God! Jesus Christ! Oh, and he's up and over you, right? Like almost and a me. good distance around you too. Once he got around you, yeah. damn. Yeah, he's uh. Holy <laughs> shit! When when do you get to post that one? Uh, I can post it whenever I want to. I was just waiting for the actual show to come out because I figured. Oh yeah, that makes be sense. cool to tie it in there. But I feel like I'm gonna start skating down there all the time if I'm if I have to go. The studio is at the ramp, right. so it's the same show that I. First time I ever did radio was with Tony Hawk at his ramp for Sirius XM. And now I'm at his ramp and there's a studio and we're about to do this thing again 17 years later. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And he's really excited about it, which makes me excited about it. Cause I'm, I thought, don't do me any favors, dude. You know, like if you want to do this, that's the only way I want to do this. Cause don't, I don't want to drag you over here. Hey man, talk to me for you know an hour and a half. He's all about it. He really yeah. doesn't like that the radio thing fell through for him. And he really wants to like come back and show those people that they That's made it. a big mistake. 
But getting back to Bucky. Do you, do you understand also real quick how inspirational that is that guys like you and Tony Hawk are starting at zero again? You know, you're talking about a skater that it's, is the Michael Jordan of fucking skating and yeah. he's going back to zero to start again, like Jordan going Without to the minor leagues. Hopefully you all do better than Jordan did in the minor leagues. But you know what I'm saying. It might be a bad example. I'll take that. That, might that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a bad example. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> predict things like that i can't tell you right now but getting back to bucky tony said at this point he is still the greatest skateboarder at, right now he's the best vert skater alive by far and wow. he is and that's coming the from same tony age Hall. as me that's nuts yeah and he yeah, does he's everything a backwards Baltimore now. legend you yeah. know that what's that he does his new thing is he does everything switch but almost every trick so he does inverts, giant aerials, but they're all the op- the opposite stance. Damn. So people used to people do switch stuff. They always have, but it's usually little things. Yeah. You never, do, you know, doing a, an eight foot method air the other way around is crazy. But he does everything. He does things that were inconceivable, and now he does them all the time. I I don't understand his. How he's not sore, how he's like, I don't, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm sorry, I put some CBD cream. I'm like, CBD cream? I've had like fucking stem cells and shit. I can't even touch my toes without crying. What do you fucking mean you rub some CBD on I your- love it. I'm such yeah. a homer. Anything Baltimore, I'm super proud of. So to have, too, though. to have the best vert skater in the world you do. You be do. a kid from Baltimore blows my mind because yeah. the total domination of, of, out here, especially California, with all the talent skating, and I said this a bunch too. I've never lived anywhere or even been anywhere in my life where people genuinely use skateboards out here for transportation. Yeah. I, when we skated, it was you skated to the park or you just yeah. street skated. You didn't. I wasn't skating to the store. No. You know, and I'm watching. No, those girl, guys I've seen girls on longboards with yeah. Yeah. twelve packs kinda, rolling down the that's fucking. That's kind of cool. Actually. I love you, that. You know that's what's my favorite. you know what's cool when Tony Hawk comes to our old studio and he parks three blocks away because we didn't have parking, and yeah. then Tony Hawk just skates. I mean, from can you imagine seeing his that? car to yeah. the studio? You're like what the fuck? You wouldn't even believe it. Yeah. People wouldn't believe. It. See, yeah. I wanted to ask you about Baltimore because I'm from New Jersey, but I never spent a lot of time there. I think of Baltimore as part of the megalopolis of Philadelphia in Boston and New York but you strike me as like a southern kind of guy I mean I get that so much yeah. um, and so do the other people I know that have moved out here I, I still am told I sound southern I'm yeah. still it's probably I, the Wade I well, have it, a dry- it just leads me to believe <laughs> he smoked himself <laughs> southern like southern I smoked myself southern yeah. <laughs> like half, half southern half tired yeah <laughs> you're like half an almond brother at this point <laughs> It slowed down just enough to be a little uh, from somewhere else. You know, speak accents. Bert Kreischer FaceTimed me last night out of nowhere, and he's in a barbecue, and he goes, got to ask you this question. I, I, if, are you available? Real quick. Got a, got, a, got a predicament I'm in right now. So I can tell he's at a at barbecue. There's a group of people, his wife, people like that are out there. And he goes, accents. Do you like you think you do you think you know you have an accent? I was like, well, I mean, kind of, yeah, sure, an Australian one. And he's like, well, tell me this: does this guy have an accent? And he felt the camera goes over to a guy, and the guy goes, "Hey, man, how are you doing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he sounds like an American. He's got an American accent." And they're like, "Okay, good." And they're like, "What?" But it's like, "Not, nah, not. Nah, be quiet. Be quiet." Now, Jason, 
who does this person have? And he goes to his wife and she says, howdy, y'all. And I'm like, okay, that's just like a Southern accent. Is it still American? Yes, it would be a Southern American accent. Right. Good. Good. Okay. Now I need you to look away. Yeah, like this is just fucking out of nowhere. Like, is right, it? He, by the way, it. he oh. never FaceTimes me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. whoa, cool, Roger. And he's like, look away. I'm like, all right, I'm looking away. Listen to this accent, and it's someone like, hi, I like, I like your head, bald head, and it's sexy. And I'm like, okay, I'm. I hope I didn't get in trouble right now when I did that. But I was like, I what well, I feel like that is, uh, slightly Asian accent. And he goes, yes. And then she comes up to the camera like, you looked. And I'm like, I was looking at the ground. And so he's like, so in closing, these accents, do you agree? I agree. And then it's like half the room is like, bullshit. He's like, told you, told you. Thanks, Chase. Really appreciate it. Like, I'm like, man, I just solved an, an uh, a, uh, accent debate between a bunch of people in a backyard. Happy to help. I get it a lot, I, but you're not wrong in thinking that like it's it's really a bit of a mid Atlantic accent. Your skaters, Bam Margera's got a bit of the same accent. That Philly Baltimore has the we draw our O's like I say phone, I say home. I don't hear it. I think I sound like you do, but I know it now because it's been said to me for twenty fucking yeah. years. You yeah. know, we swallow L's. People say. They'll drop their th. They'll say is and that and owie and college. You know that's a <laughs> it's like that's Elmer a real Fred. Baltimore accent. Uh, hardcore. I mean, wait, they're. I wait, mean, I a, have a draw. In There's Baltimore, they say college, like Elmer oh, Fudd would say it. Yeah, they'll say. Um, uh, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Billy's out in the alley. He's thinking about going to college. I'll say that in a Baltimore accent. Go on. This is bullshit. But go it's on. kind of, and I really think that this comes from the days of like. The British coming over and people just bastardizing that fucking Cockney accent and shit. But they'll say, Billy's out in the alley right now. And he's uh, he's really thinking about going to college. That is a fucking Baltimore. You know what's weird is it sounds... Billy. I graduated from college. Uh, Billy A. Right? <laughs> Lando Calrussian. You know who Lando Calrussian is, right? He's in Star Wars. Who played yeah. him? Do you know who played him? Billy D. Williams. Billy. Uh, in Baltimore, his name is Billy D. Weems. It's not even Williams. It's Weems. And what? you can hear it if you say it in your head, but it's, you know, that guy played uh, Lan uh, Billy D. Weems. Okay, so that's Billy. <laughs> Settle an old uh, Jay Jason Ellis dude, show debate. You guys are accent. like in your own little planet, man. I'm telling you, dude. Baltimore accent. As a guy with an accent, if that you one watch is weird. The Wire, there are about three or four genuine dudes that you're like, that guy's from Baltimore, and he was he probably he probably walked to the fucking set that morning. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Settle an old um, Jason Ellis show debate. Okay. What what is the proper way to say crabs? Crabs. Okay, there we go. Yeah, it's not crabs. Hell no. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah, the person who is—he was mentally disabled. Okay, yeah. yeah. He claimed to be from both. <laughs> the fact that you even try to continue the argument when you go, "It's crabs," and I'm like, "There's no way it is. No one ever just says crabs. that in the world." And just yeah. no. And then you just continue the argument. Now I'm pretty sure if you go to Baltimore, you'll find. You know, I'm like, I, Bucky Lassick, he took me to a, a crab shack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. fed me crabs. He said the word crab several times. And I'm a ball buster. If he had a said, Jason, let's get some crabs, I would have gone, what? Yeah, what, Where, what? What happened to your voice when you said crabs? Yeah, I've it's heard... like something, someone put a finger up your ass, right? When you went to say it. I've heard people from Baltimore talk about crabs. It's like 50% of what you guys talk about. Listen, it's, it is <laughs> bashing him, an absolute uh, 
living there. Like there are so many people that work in the crab industry. Going back to that Jimmy's <laughs> restaurant, um, they fought PETA. They, PETA came into, into Baltimore and put these billboards up that said, don't eat me, I'm not meat or some bullshit. And they were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like literally the crabbing industry in Maryland is massive. And you it, it's very... You know, I don't want to say Forrest Gumpish with the shrimp shit, but you you can go to any restaurant in Maryland and get some dish that's served with crab. You can get a side of crab put on the shit. Like it is, you know, like you say, but you you go. I, look, I miss driving to a shack on the side of the road, getting a dozen on a on a on a Tuesday. That's mm. how you say Tuesday, <laughs> and going and just we say them Tuesday, up. chew, yeah, like yeah. it's a fucking ch and tuna. <laughs> Tuna. I'm like tuna, as an illiterate moron. When I, because I've only got, I usually, especially when I was growing up, four words is four letters is the max for me. Like uh, yeah. I'd be like cat, got it, tuna, T. You know, I'm, I don't need to know the rest of it, and I always knew that. You want some tuna on that? I'm like nobody. Where? Tuna. Who did that to you? Who said? Who got? How did it twist into that? I um. We used to also, it's very popular in that region to put an R in wash. So Washington, D.C., washer and dryer, wash your clothes. And I said it, I don't think I changed the way I said wash until I moved out here in, in like my late 20s because someone goes, what are you saying? I go, Washington, Washington, D.C. And they're like, spell it. And I'm like, W-A-S-H. And then they go, where's the R? And I go, huh? And then I'm like, oh, my God. Hey everybody, Jason Ellis here reminding you uh, of Stay Classy Meats. Now the Jason Ellis Show has all uh, been fortunate enough to have the Stay Classy Meats delivered to their house, and you can too if you go to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code Ellis for a discount. Uh, what did you think, Kevin? I saw you posted you had some bacon the other day. How'd that work? Oh, it's delicious. Eh? I loved it, yeah. I made my children bacon for breakfast this morning. I made BLTs for lunch yesterday. Yeah, they... Intermittently interspicing jerky. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a grass-fed, so all the meat, every meat, so they, and they have all different kinds of meat, chicken, and you, like all different kinds of different cuts. They have chicken sausages, and they have like, uh, uh, what do you call it, like beef jerky. So it's, it's grass-fed beef jerky. So to me, I like yeah you know, beef jerky. I don't want to have a Slim Jim because it's crappy meat. So if I get stay classy beef jerky, it's like I'm not cheating. I'm actually not. It's just like really clean meat, which is you want to have clean meat so it keeps you healthy, keeps you thinking better, keeps you thinking better, and keeps you from going to the supermarket because you can just order it and then it'll just go to your house and then that's it, and you just cook away. So and they've always sponsored the J Sales Show. So don't forget, get down there, stayclassymeats.com code promo code Ellis. Thank you. And then last of last but not least, I want to send a shout out to Onnit because Onnit always sponsored me. Onnit, I've been an athlete and and been with those guys for is it ten years now? It's got to be close, right? Getting there. I think it's got to be close to ten years. So I took Alpha Brain today. You know, I use it every day. I use it when I'm not on the radio. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I, I would just say you know maybe go check it out. But I use it every day. It's in my things of i have unfortunate pills and then i have the pill that i like to take which is <laughs> <laughs> the alpha brain so if you go to onit.com forward slash alice you get a discount uh on all the stuff that on it sells and they have a wide range of supplements and all that stuff but you also notify on it that you listen to the jason alice show and that is uh very valuable right now for us so 
If you want to get supplements, we would appreciate if you went to onnit.com forward slash Alice. Thanks for their support and thanks everybody for listening. Do you did you ever oh meet girls God. that said, uh, let me suck your cack? I've never had a <laughs> listen, I've never had a cack chick. No cack chicks? No, no cacks. One time a girl called the show and she was like, she liked cack. And I'm like, no way, that's you don't really like cack. No one's ever liked cack. I've never had a cack. Yeah. I don't know what. Where's that, Kevin? Is that Philly that's got to or... be Boston? Okay, is that like, what? Pack your cack in my fucking ass. That's definitely. Yeah. That's definitely Boston. Wow, yeah. that's a really horny talk there, man. <laughs> Holy shit, that is a dick killing machine. <laughs> I'm at, at Masshole Cackmaster on Twitter. I got. It all sounds like you're saying cack the same man. word over and over again. It's like cack, 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 cack. Like, sounds good, guy. What the fuck? Oh man. So PETA came for crabs in, man, those people got to pick their battles a little bit. PETA came for crabs and they won. They went after them and just blasted them and went and promoted and talked about it. And uh, they ended up beating them. So they have a beer now they call PETA Tears. And you can go get a, nice. a pint of PETA Tears. And uh, they're like, I'm telling you, check them out. Order from there. They're the shit. They're the shit. I've, oh, never, I, I've never seen an organization just fuck themselves in the ass so much like they do. Yeah. It's like, I, I mean, I, I eat meat. Uh, I'm not like a clearly not a fur guy or anything, but like I love animals and I don't want anybody to hurt them or abuse them. But like they lose all credibility when they go after crabs or they didn't shit they on the new over, Super Mario game. Didn't they get mad at Obama for swiping at a fly? Yeah. Like uh, that's what I'm talking about. That's going. That's and then you, they go murder millions of animals every year or hundreds of thousands or whatever it is they wait, do. They do. Oh yeah. That's the whole thing. They, they put animals to sleep ethically because it's PETA. They're PETA, so when they do it, it's okay. That's the whole thing, and everybody's like, "Shut the fuck!" I up. won a I won a PETA award one time because <laughs> see, there's your accent because I'm hearing I'm hearing Peter. Well. <laughs> oh no! Hey, Katie, Katie, what's my thing where I try to fit in with Americans and I put an R in the wrong spot? That's my uh, that's what I gathered. Washington, bro. I did it too. Don't feel bad. I, I think I put an R. My dad says that. I think I put R's in words where it, I missed the timing on it. Mm -hmm. Just trying to like bro down with you guys. Or... What did you guys not connect on this morning right before we started the show? What do you mean? You and Katie. Saw. Saw. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, with the stories. And she's like, oh. what? I'm like the saw. And then she corrects me on how it's pronounced after being with me for 10 years. That nobody <laughs> understands sore. I'm looking for a saw to chop some fucking wood. What the fuck? What else could it be? Sore. <laughs> Fuck all of you. Now, okay. I'm just putting together the saw and the chopping. I think, yeah. I can tell all. that yeah. I'm going back where I came from. I can tell. That's what's happening to me right now. I need to do that. All right. Yeah, PETA, like a week ago, was telling people that they should stop calling people chickens if they're scaredy cats or, or rats or pigs see, because it degrades the animals. See, that kind of shit ruins the... Um, yeah trans community and people like that where you, you, when you do that one I'm, I'm like you know what fuck everybody you're a dude how about that because you're pissing off people that are I know a lot of people are like look I don't want to be offensive but I also don't want to bend over backwards for people that I don't know and I'm old school and I don't know you're a him or a her I don't know and I, and I get people's angle on they don't want anybody trans to fucking die or suffer they're just in there stuck in their, their little way but when you do ones like don't call people a chick, the name thing gets that sensitive. That's what I'm saying. I, I, my numbers are probably off, but you look at how many animals PETA kills a year. Ethically. You know. 
kills them every year. Yeah. I remember the award. I can't very eat flat crabs. Out. Look, I'm telling you right now, they, they fuck with the wrong city and the wrong people. <laughs> I just I'm love awards. You, if you weird. gave me an award, I would like I would kill somebody for you. What award did you get from that? I, I got a trophy, man. For what? Uh, for the song A is for anal? From no. Peter? Oh, that was after. No, I got, wait. <laughs> the song I, A is for anal I think kind I of about did the a, Peter award. Did I do an, I think oh, I did true. A, I did it. Was it? Yeah. But that was after I got it. Yeah, remember in the beginning there was Raw Dog who used to be on the show doing an uh, an announcer voice. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. And thank you. It's really nice to be here again. You're all pieces of shit. That was your acceptance speech for the PETA award. And the song A is for anal. The yeah, PETA song. That's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what I... I think I shot a photo where I didn't have a shirt on. Mm -hmm. Like, hey man, fur. I mean, I don't know. what. I'd rather was. wrestle snakes than wear them. Sure. Which is also something that I think I in the end I feel like having snakes attack me. You could say that the snake was distressed when he was attacking me. <laughs> yeah, you, you, could could. Say, you could. You, you could. could they, dude, if you could swat at a fly and get in trouble, if I'm taking photos underwater with an eight foot anaconda, you could Jesus say that I was trying bro. to drown him. You could argue that that shark didn't want you to eat its heart. <laughs> oh man, don't go there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You had a shark's heart? I was drunk, all right? I'd been out for two Raw? days fishing, and, I, and I, I caught a shark, and it was this big thing where they're like, Jace, has got a shark. I don't know, because I don't know anything about fishing. They're like, oh, dude, you got a thrasher. And I'm like, okay, cool. Sounds, I, I'm pumped. So it's like a two-hour thing where I'm trying to get it in there, and then I get it in there, and the guy cuts its head, because you have to cut its head off before you bring it in some lore, like, yeah, otherwise, you know, because it doesn't bite people when it's in the boat or something. So before I know it, this dude's cut the heart out and it's beating and he just -uh. gives, it, yeah, gives it to me. It's still beating? Yeah, so I just bit into it like an apple and, you know. What did that taste like? It tasted like tampon. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Have you ever eaten a so tampon? <laughs> That's all I'm You're going to have to go one more deeper because I don't know what tampon tastes like. This one time. Have you ever eaten a tampon? This one time I did... <laughs> Black tar heroin with these skater dudes at the <laughs> trade show. And I did, I did it one time with the same guy. I will, I will not put his name in it. Bless his heart. Good guy. But one time we heated it up on a plate, but this time he put it on a spoon and then we, uh, we heated it on a spoon like you were going to take it in a syringe, but instead then we snorted off the spoon just straight up the nose. Like tar, tar water? I snorted tar water? So then... I met this real crazy goth lady who had like all black shit on and, you know, evil fucking lady. And she was just into me straight away. And then we went to the hotel and I went in the bathroom and, and, you know, was get my, had my face down there or whatever. And, and I didn't really think about it cause I was so wasted. But when I turned the, the lights were off, when I turned the light on, my face was completely covered, and there was like, I, and I, that was in, in there, so I might have nibbled on it a little bit. I didn't know. I was also like in and out of consciousness. That stuff is terrible. Yeah. Don't I'm... do heroin, kids. Oh, okay. I thought you meant eating a chick out oh, of your period. Well, no, I would say, I don't want a to. Stranger. So... Excuse me, a stranger. Only well, do it if you're in love. Your we, I, we'd associated for at least a <laughs> half an hour. I wasn't a complete stranger. <laughs> she knew my name. Uh, yeah, but she, I guess, like, didn't wasn't ready for me to say that or do that and didn't want to say anything, and I just kept going because, you know, we're in a party mode scenario. But, yeah, I remember going, oh, wow, that's, that's like, uh, extreme pennies, you know? That's what I was going to ask, pennies. 
Yeah. yeah, it's very similar to that. A lot of pennies. But it's more your mind than the blood, you know? It's the taboo. The tampon. I'm I know my wife is just like, shut up. You can't even handle it. She made fun of me last night about it. Making fun with another person. Oh, he doesn't like period sex. I'm like, I don't, I don't mind it. It's not my preferred thing. It's just. I'm in, I don't want to be on day one. That's my thing. I don't, we don't need to be. I remember learning about period sex. Uh, I had I'm sex glad with, we're coming here. I Ryan, this, sex, is, this yeah. is why I got you on the show. I had period sex, sex with a girlfriend one time. And I, it's still, it's in my, it is, this is two decades later. <laughs> we're I, such pussies. I, I, we are. We right? could never like handle. I could scuffed. never handle. I couldn't yeah. handle a period every month. <laughs> I look down at my dick in the shower, and there's it looks like a, a bloodish, grayish fucking. It's a clot on my fuck. It looked like a leech on my dick, and I was like, and my knee. I remember my knees buckling a little bit, and I was like, oh. And the water around me was all red. It looked like a double homicide, and I was like, what is that? And nonchalantly, she's in the shower, and she's like, oh, it's just a clot, and she just wipes it off like it's nothing. Because it is like, nothing. Because to her, a that's a monthly gangster. occurrence. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, man, what? The Fuck. How about a heads up if that's going to be on my dick when we're I, done? Like, I whoop. agree, man. All the things that I've done and been involved in, it's still every now and then, if it's if it's a surprise one, yeah, it still gets me. Still like, oh, man, I completely forgot. I got to I gotta go. But I don't. But I got to think about it. Brian, on your Patreon, you're doing your Honeydew format, but you're doing it with listeners. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know what the most noteworthy stories are that listeners have shared with you because it's a whole different story right people who are in the public eye are used to talking about themselves you kind of it's a muscle that you've kind of worked particularly if you're a comic you've probably been mining that for years but it's a whole different thing when there's somebody who's just living their life and they go you know what i don't really talk about this all the time but i'm gonna do it on patreon well it's a great question um you know there are very few jason ellis's there are very few joey diaz's there are very few of those people um and you're right the people in our um, world can definitely tell a story and have probably told that story a bunch. But these people have stories that will never, I don't care how many comedians I sit with, I'm never going to hear the shit that when you cast that fucking line out to, to anything, you know, you don't even know what you're going to get. So, so far, uh, yeah, so it's the honeydew with y'all and it's, it's the show you and I did with regular people. And so far I've talked to a girl who had two pussies. Um, nice. uh -huh. are they both fuckable? Sorry. Yes, they, they were. You that was could. my penis asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> they were. I thought that was my inner monologue. <laughs> I believe. Does she, does she double team herself? They called her DP in high school and I thought double penetration but she's like nah they called me double pussy i was like oh you poor thing <laughs> she had got surgery this poor girl had like a double uterus double oh, everything shit. except for kidney had one kidney so the one thing she was oh. supposed to have two of she got one of and doubled up on everything else it happened in her mother's womb was she like she a crazy was she a conjoined twin no nah, she oh. just Something happened with the cells, and she'll. Um, if she listens, she'll probably be like, "You're an idiot. That's not where." But it, they <laughs> split or doubled, or some some deformation happened, and and that's what happened with her. Again, we're guys, you know. We could, I could never deal with that. Two dicks, I'd have a good time with two dicks, but I don't need four balls. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't need four balls. Um, I talked to a guy. I met a guy that had four balls. For real? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. You yeah. said. Well, did you see him? Did you see him? 
I grabbed him. Yeah, I would want to look at that. Too. Yeah, I told Katie. Katie, I went to Palm Springs. She showed me some gay resort to go to, and I just went there by myself for a day. Was it Katie or not? A day? A day and a night. Yeah, so I was hanging out, swimming around the pool, hanging out in jacuzzi, and I didn't really know about, I guess there's like other areas where people walk around and do stuff. So I was in the jacuzzi having a drink and, you know, some guy hit on me. <laughs> like a sack of apples just floats to the no, top of the water? No, no, I grabbed his dick. And then, like, when I went to grab his, <laughs> whatever, did, you know what? When you're half a homo, it happens, all right? You grab genitals of men. Sorry. Look, it's a story about fall, four <laughs> balls. I'm sorry. I'm going to laugh from time to time. I know, but when I went, I was like, what the fuck? And then I'm, now I'm, I have to find out. Yeah. Now I'm like, my head, yeah. I'm like, Feels like you got more than fucking two balls in there. Did he look at you so like now my hands mm-hmm. detecting? No, no, because he did. I did a, I did a. Oh God, four balls! I gotta try and play it off. So now I'm definitely not trying to. And I'm like, you what? Could, you could absolutely feel four balls. Yeah, that's gotta be. And how were they? Were they like like this or like side by side? No, by dude, side they were just or... four balls floating in that sack. In the sack. Yeah, it wasn't I, like I, the the steel thing that people had on their desks in the eighties where you. <laughs> One ball. <laughs> See, I'm picturing the thing from the 80s where you had the three balls in your hand and you would massage your hand by moving those, those Benoit balls. That's kind of oh, what yeah, I was yeah. doing. I was doing that, but they were all like ping, pong, ping, 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 because there's so many of them. <laughs> but then I talked about it on the show. People called, we had a guy call in, he had seven testicles. Seven? I've never heard that. He's the chosen one. Yeah. He yeah. is the chosen one. He can predict the future. Damn. <laughs> Very fertile. Seven he balls. called with a mask on. It's got to really, really hurt. To get kicked in the nuts when you have that many balls. Yeah. What about the girl that I had sex with that had one ball? Wait, just what? on the side of her labia, she just had a ball. Nah. Yeah. So crazy. It's her just lucky out marble. of nowhere, too. It was my friend who's like, got a girl, wants to hang out and sleep, you know what I mean? Hook up with this. And I'm like, cool. You know, and they come over and then we hang out in jacuzzi and then we move into the living room and Katie's getting a tattoo, so she's not home yet. So it's just me and these two. And then he cuts out for a second and it's me and her out of the jacuzzi on the couch. And then that's when I see something out of the corner of my eye where I'm like, what was that? And then I do the same thing with the ball thing where I'm like, I don't want to pay attention to it because I'm, I'm not sure what it is and I don't want to make a scene and go, oh my God, what is that? Because that would be mean. But then what's the etiquette? Like, are you supposed to ignore it? Or you're like, mm, am I supposed I, to lick that too? I ignored it. Oh. But I didn't yeah, go down there call. with my face. I just, but it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> gross. It was, it was a, it was an extra thing on her labia. How does she wear a bikini? You, could you There's, see it? Like, maybe, maybe she could bikini, tuck it in the bikini, it. but I feel like it would bulge. It was like yeah, a, right. it was like a, a speedo. you know, it was like a, a decent little ball. <laughs> like every now and then it would flop up <laughs> and get it stuck in between the top part instead of the bottom part. And I'd, I'd get a good look at it and be like, Oh my God, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Nice wow. person though. And then I told Katie, that, like, she's like, okay, when's it happening? I'm like, might, you might, you might, you might want to opt out. You might not be a ball lady, mm. ball vagina ball lady. Ball on the, on the lips, yeah. So the, the double vagina caller mm-hmm. did, um, it, it seemed like you were speaking about it in the, like the, the past tense. Did she like have a surgery to remove she one? She's a very nice girl. Poor thing had like all kinds of surgeries and finally got, um, got it all worked out to just be one, one pussy. Why was it a bummer to have two? 
I feel like that would be kind of cool. It was painful and it oh, was Oh, okay. It wasn't oh, like hurt? it wasn't like dead split, I don't think either. It was it might have been more of a it might have been like a 70/30. Right. You know oh, I mean? like pussy, one was pussy pussy the other one out of the way a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> they can Most, only they can only be one kind oh, of shit. Yeah. The Highlander of vagina. Oh, uh, but she was so nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> the other guy I talked to recently, um this was wild from he's from Philly. Um heroin addict goes to buy his heroin he's told me that there were two streets one the puerto ricans had it one block over the dominicans had it this was in the open air uh drug market and he went to the um the puerto ricans and i said why and he said honestly because they were a block closer that was it and the dominicans were a little mean or whatever so he would go buy heroin from this this dealer named Gordo. And he said, Gordo was a 400-pound Puerto Rican dude. And he's like, considering that he was a drug dealer, he was the nicest fucking guy. And he had this, I think it was a 44 Magnum that he wouldn't intimidate you with. He would bring you over. This is such a better way to do it. Be like, Poppy, come here, look at this gun. And he would talk about how beautiful the gun was and show you, you know, here, spin it around, all this shit. And let you know, I got this fucking thing, but I'm not out here flashing. I'm showing you, I love this gun, but I've got this gun. Yeah. And he said every time he would buy his heroin, when he would pay Gordo, he'd turn around and walk away. And there'd always be like the, the neighborhood junkie would be right here, rocking back and forth, asking you for a hit of your shit after you just got your bag. Yeah. That guy. And everyone would just be like, no. And he said one time he went to Gordo and bought his bag and turned around and started walking away. And the junkie, so he's walking this way. And now the junkie's fast walking past him right to Gordo. And he hears Gordo go, Hey motherfucker. And he's like, Oh my God, I, I did. I just short him. Like, is this motherfucker going to kill me? So he turns around to see if Gordo's talking to him. And what he sees is the junkie grab a package from Gordo and turn around and start running. Oh, so he's shit. running right at him now. And Gordo picks that gun up and puts one in the back of the dude's head. Oh. And he said, as he's running toward him, it's totally normal. And then right here at the bridge of the nose, it splits open. Oh, and, Terminator. Yep. And blah, all over him. All over him. It, he was right here. Dude. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like that, that's a, we're talking about a crackhead, basically, that could have easily tripped and fell when he ran. Yeah. That bullet's going right to you. The fact it didn't go through to you. And I knew he was telling the truth. When he said, I had bloods, bloods, I had blood, <laughs> skull, brains. And he said, snot, oh. snot blown all over me. And I said, what did that smell like? And he said, pennies. He fucking said, pennies. Uh, yeah. and he was such an addict that he then went and sat in his car for an hour and a half with this dude's brains, blood, everything all over him. Doing heroin. Shot up yeah. and. I said, did that stop you? He goes, for four days. And then I got so fucking sick, I went back to Gordo. I go, now, why would you go back to Gordo and not the Dominicans? <laughs> right. And he's like, well, they were mean. I'm like, this guy just shot someone's face onto your face. Yeah, like, but he wasn't aiming at you. And he's like, yeah, he was, he was nice. So he said he walks up to Gordo, and Gordo goes, Poppy, we good? He goes, good enough. And he said, he's, what do you need? And he gave him a package, and that was the last they ever talked about it. I was friendly with my theology teacher in high school. It's like the study of religion. And I don't know why in the course of conversation one day, he told me that to be a heroin dealer, you need to accept that you, 
a life cycle of a relationship with every one of your junkies and you need to be prepared to kill every single one of them kill. At the end of it. because that guy's dangerous that guy when he gets desperate is going to commit crimes and rat you out or just go rat you out to for, for for money or whatever and he said you have to be prepared to kill every single person you're selling heroin to yeah it's that blew me away and no pun intended uh i've talked to i talk I, and the other thing with the patrons i'm getting a much younger crowd a lot of guys mm. and girls in their 20s Eh. 28, 25, 24, gone As through As opposed some to shit, your podcast. Which I feel is older men. Um, women for sure, but I older, older, you know, my R age-ish, you know. Are you saying Patreon is more of a younger generation device? I don't, I'm not saying that. I don't okay. know what, <clears throat> I don't know why the younger crowd, I, I do believe this. The the older crowd and the, the crowd that's been there for a while, they're still audiophiles. They still like to listen. But the younger kids watch on YouTube. Okay. They watch. I when they they say they don't say I listen to. You, they say I watch your podcast. Okay. Um. So I think that audience really likes it, and they want to talk. And they've been there. The other thing is they are comfortable with social media because if they're in their twenties, it's been here since they were born. Right. Not like <laughs> us where we could take it or leave it. I forget sometimes that I could Google somebody and look up whatever the. And not that I forget. I just don't think to do it. You know. I do that because of Patreon and how many people ask me questions where I go to myself because I don't want to be mean, you could just Google it, you lazy son of a bitch. (laughs) Because I'll catch myself doing that. I know Tony Hawk changed his foundation from the Tony Hawk Foundation to the Skate Park Foundation, and I'm punchy and I can't remember. And I I typed out, hey, man, what's the name of your... And then I was like, Google it, you useless prick. You're doing that thing. You're doing that thing that people do. And then sure enough, it gives you the information. Thanks, Google. Um, I talked to a couple people, a few people, actually, one in particular that was, uh, God, he might have been 19 or 20, and he just found out that the man he thought was his biological father wasn't his biological father, and that his best friend's dad was. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. So you and I are best friends, and yeah. you, you you grow up the whole, your whole life thinking that Joe Blow over here is your dad, but turns out he's not, and we're brothers. Oh, shit. My dad's your dad. He, his dad banged his mom, got her pregnant, she had the baby. And they didn't, does everybody else know? They, they, they outed it at a high school. He's like 19 or 20, and they told him at a high school party when they were all drinking, like, listen, man, we got to tell you something. And that's when he started questioning and found out. And there's a few of them I've talked to. Um, another guy is one of my favorites. He died. He actually died and and came back. He um he was driving at no fault of his own. Um, a crane truck, <clears throat> excuse me, is coming at him down a hill. It was never proven, but he believes the guy was texting. Um, and the guy just plowed through an intersection. Um, and the crane hit hit his head and he said sliced it like deli meat he said his fucking skull just flopped over his skin's hanging here he (laughs) he said he got hit so hard this is crazy and i i posted the pictures on my instagram so they're there and i give you a warning as you're sliding i love how they can be on instagram but i can't put my wife's nipples well they they blur it they blur it (laughs) automatically but i'm i'm putting as you go slide by side because i'm not this shit the the guy that likes to see that but i'm putting if this isn't your thing, stop now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not fucking with you. Stop now, yeah. you know, because it's he got hit so hard that the steering wheel hit his chest and rib cage and shoved his rib cage through his skin out of his back. What? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Out of his back. How is he alive? I, that's what I. He's 
He has no abdomen, no stomach. It's just the the actual. I shouldn't say he has no abs. It's just the stomach ball exposed. I have. I'll show you the pictures after. But it's, permanently, yeah. And he's wrapped. Can up he walk? He can walk, man. He's and he's younger. I can't. I'm like, man. And you, you know, and to no fault of his own. Obviously, he's a little. You could tell he's slow and gets it out, but he's on a lot of pain meds that he hates and shit man. like that, you know. But he's alive. I, I believe he has a kid. He's married. Um, but he uh, he died. They brought him back. He was in a coma for like three months. Um, and yeah, it's it's fucking amazing that this guy made it out of that. It's not. So this is this kind of story. I'm like, you know, no offense to comedians. We're not I'm not hearing shit like that from the comedians, the the regular people out there who are comfortable enough to share. And, and then to find a sense of humor somewhere through that stuff. I've, I'm laughing with every one of these people, no matter what their story has been. I'm always fascinated like almost on a selfish level with somebody who has a story like that. Did you talk to him about how his life has changed and how his attitude towards life has changed? When you know that you shouldn't be here anymore, you would hope that that would relieve you of a lot of the bullshit that we all needlessly carry around. Yeah. And I think he did feel that way, but the problem was with him and this is me, you know, remembering, but he was in so much, it wrecked his body so much that it's a constant reminder. It's not like he died, came back and he's healthy and out there jogging yeah, no. and shit again and has a new outlook on life. He may have a new outlook on life, but, um, there's a, you know, it's a lot of bad daily and he had a hat on and everything. And I was like, you look fucking great. And he's like, I'm, I've covered myself up. You know, if I took this off, you know, you'd see the scars, all that shit. So, um, he didn't feel comfortable showing you that. I don't think he took the hat off. No, oh. I think I think he had a hat on. Yeah, and didn't take that's that sucks, off. but man. he showed the pictures and everything of of what he went through, and I'm like, good god, man. Yeah, I feel like because of your show and and your Patreon show, it's the same thing with 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 my stories. That's why you had me on. If I say certain things that have happened to me, people will call, like you said, that aren't comedian celebrity people that are day-to-day -day people that have made me feel like, you know, I, at one point when I was younger and my little brother and my father died in the same year, I really thought that maybe I was one of the most unlucky people. I, I mean, I mean, there was a couple of days there where I was like, this, I mean, what is this, a fucking movie? Like, who deaths? And then I talked about it on the radio and people reached out where it's not even, people lose everybody. Just out of, and 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 then they're like, love the show, man. It's helped me get through. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you, know, you I can't you get over the messages I get from people about that. And I mean, you know, I know a lot of people reached out to you from your episode. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot of perspective. I, I sit there and knowing my own story and I hear these other people and I'm like, man, what am I bitching about? And then there are times, too, where somebody comes in. I'm like, for real, bro? This is, this is what you're bringing to the table? Like, get your shit together. You know what I mean? <laughs> get your shit hey, together. Hey, I'll tell you what. Let's stop this episode. Get your shit episode. together for, ha for, for having <laughs> yeah. your shit together. Go fucking uh, go listen to Jason Ellis episode. Oh, man, and then call it. me back, bro. You got anything like that? You're, no, your stories are original. They're different. But also, you've put the time in. That's what I'm saying. You've put the time in to work on yourself and to understand yourself. And now you're unapologetically you, and everyone else can go fuck themselves. I mean, if you're not <laughs> fucking them. <laughs> I texted you that. I go, hey, you're I, probably fucking something. I realized, <laughs> I realized halfway through your podcast that I'm like, man, this is a fucking story hour for you. Like, you know, I, mean? I have other stories, but I was like, this seems you're to coming be back, dude. 
You better come back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna write down some Little stuff list. that doesn't involve fucking, so I can do Please. another angle. So people go, okay, he doesn't just like walk around fucking walls and stuff like that. If you've got uh, the standard number of testicles, you're in line. Bring it, bro. Come <laughs> back. Please come back. Yeah, I, but that's the other thing. I love what I do because I get to sit and listen. Like part but of that's why you're so good at it. I feel like you ask questions. That's the and thing. I feel is like, being a good listener. Yeah, that's what it is. I sense the same thing from you as uh, Howard Stern. Where uh, he's very intrigued, and I've also been on there a couple of times where it's getting, it's older, it's not, he's somewhere else, and I can feel the difference. Like when he's like, you, you, you're joking me, and I'm like, whoa, he's like seriously interested in the story. It helps you bring out your yeah. story, and I feel like you're, and you can't, I'm a real good, uh, if you're faking, I know. Like, if you're like, man, I've always loved your shit. I'm like, I can tell you don't. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like, you don't even know my shit. You're fucking one of those guys. You were, like, really interested, which makes it easier to keep going with the story and keep, uh, you know, giving more that you might want to hold back because you're like, this is working out. We're all, we're working together here, doing what we love. You know, because I, I feel the same thing yeah. with the Stone a couple of times where he'd say things where I felt like, we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, oh, man, excellent idea. And we were working together. I'm like, yeah, man, this is awesome. We're doing what I love the most. I mean, honestly, I skateboarded the other day. It was fun to be back. It's not as much fun as this. It's, wow. It's a bit cold. Um, it was a bit cold down there. And I was like, man, it's a bit cold here. And he was like, yeah, let's do one more. And I was like, man, if I, I personally would not want to do one more because the last time you did it, you almost hit me in the head. And I want to go home. And, and I was like, wow, you don't like it like you you get tired get scared i can be scared for an hour and then i need like a break from and i and maybe it'll go away from if i go regularly but it was definitely uh a little bit sketchy and the other thing was if you fall and you land on tony hawk oh it's not the same as everybody else in skateboarding it's a big responsibility it's a huge responsibility yeah. man i'm i'm 220 if I land on him, <laughs> you know, and I'm like worried about my knee too. So if I fall, I don't want to like do something really bad on that leg. So I'll probably, you know, I mean, I might be like, whoa. And he, a couple of times, we landed right next to each other. And I'm like, what if his foot got caught on my foot and then I accidentally put my elbow on his head and, you know, I mean, then there's like a <laughs> snoring Tony Hawk right. on the ground. All of a sudden, you got a, a new uh, top line on your Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I guess at this point, for the sake of the podcast, no offense, Tony. That might be a good call. Like some random asshole knocked out Tony Hawk. He'd be like, yeah, check out my podcast. <laughs> How did it feel to um to knee slide on the new knee? Excellent. Better it than it did for years is kind of half the reason why I didn't do it anymore is because it I just couldn't really do it on that leg. I would always uh I skid on that on my back leg and then I flick out onto my ass and I skid on my butt because I can't keep my knees behind me. It just hurts too much. And now I can. So that was probably the best part about that day was every time I fell off. It's weird how you don't realize something. Like I took that. So you for keep your legs back like that. You do slide. a knee slide like everybody else in skateboarding has always done. Because that's the best. Do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I used to sew a patch on the back of my pants and I used to tape that ankle because every time you flick out, I would melt the side of my ankle from because uh, I had to run it underneath the wood to get to my ass. So it would melt through the sock and burn the side of my ankle off every day. So I do this tape thing, and now I don't have to. That day, I did not melt my sock because I do knee slides, which I felt w was a trick in itself. Like, I did some stuff, and then I fell off, and I went, 
Hey, I could tell Tony because he said some stuff too. He's like, wow, I, I got to tell you, man, coming down here and knowing that you hadn't skateboarded for that long and that we were going to shoot a photo. I wasn't sure how long this was going to take because I showed up half an hour early because I'm, I knew, I just knew. Yeah. I was like, he goes here every day and you, you got last time you here was a year ago or no, six months ago. And then the time before that, it was 10 years. So damn. Yeah. I had a big, some big gaps of riding a vert ramp, but it felt I think yoga helps. This is some boring shit, but I think I've some other stuff that I've been doing lately has got me a little bit more balanced. I don't know. Didn't How feel that bad. Now? Almost 50. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Scary stuff. Excuse me. We keep coming. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. So uh, is that lighter fluid I saw around here earlier? Yeah, you re- you want to chop some wood on fire? <laughs> I, yeah, I sure. feel like for, for you, Ryan, I would do a special stunt that I've never done before. I would love to see it. I think that I can headbutt a wood on fire. Can I hold it? Yes. All right. You have to make sure you smash me with it. Don't like get it. Otherwise, right, it won't so break. Let, let's talk about this because I had the opportunity. I worked with Steve-O one time in stand-up early And I on. almost texted him a couple of times lately because of my fire stuff I've been doing. This is what I know he, he wanted me to do it. And I was like, I'm not. He's Wait. like, he wanted me. Okay, so he would close his show. When I first started with him, he closed. He did a few things. He took Stable a lemon. Balls. He didn't do that oh, on stage. He okay. took a lemon and cut it in half and squeezed it right in his eyes. Awesome. And then doctors told him, you got to fucking, you're going to go. That's pure acid. Like, you're oh. going to go blind if you keep doing that. I remember him telling me that. Huh. And, it, and this was the old Irvine improv. He took a light bulb. He, he put it in his mouth, ate it, took pieces. And then cut himself and then took the blood and rubbed it all over him. Then shirtless went outside and took pictures of people. And I was like, people want to take pictures of the bloody. I don't care who the fuck you are. Um, And then he also did the bar trick where he uh, can lay down without spilling a drink. Have you ever seen him do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I watched him do it. I don't know how many shows we did together. Not a drop ever. He lay. He's the whole bar thing is I can drink that without using my hands. And he brings it down to the ground and like flips over like rolls back and drinks the whole fight it's amazing actually um and then one of the things was light his hair on fire and he said to me just come out you're gonna do i was like bro no i'm not being responsible for fucking i'm just not i'm gonna do this wrong i'm gonna fucking burn steve-o's fucking face off and i'll fair enough so you know you're not the man for the job you just say you're not the man for the job do am I pushing forward when you're coming yeah. in, or am I just holding steady? I'm. I know I'm not I mean, pulling. I mean, I feel back. like hold steady, but right when you see my head about to hit give it, it a, give it a push. Got it. Yeah. Did you see <laughs> me fail? No, dude. I so fail. I don't know I about saw you chopping chop. wood. Yeah. And he says that they use one inch. So I go down there and I get some one inch pine, and I don't know about the grain. And I go you didn't live. Bother to Google it, huh? Well, you know what? I wanted to. I thought it would be exciting to go live on Instagram and fail or achieve because I noticed when I breathe fire the day before, a lot of people on there were going, "Don't use that lamp oil. Use alcohol." And I was like, "I actually Google alcohol and it sets your fucking head on fire." So all you guys are dumb. I know what I'm doing. So then two days later, I go, "I'm karate chopping wood," and you guys are like, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" I'm like. I know you guys. You don't know shit. And yeah, that was super right. I <laughs> fucked myself so hard, dude. I, I was trying to was tell a, you that when I, we were. I was about to punch it, and I, I, I felt. I was like, wow. I, I don't know if I'm gonna go through it with a punch. You know what? I'll fucking crank an elbow as hard as I can down onto it, and it did not move at all, dude. I just threw as hard as I could onto this, and just smashed everything. And then I tried to 
And then I tried to punch it on a smaller one and that wrecked that. And then I got angry and I tried to elbow it again and it bounced off my elbow twice. And then you like kicked it and tripped and fell over or something. Yeah, it I was... got angry at it. You never got it? <laughs> I Eventually, but only because I... You don't, you go this way, yeah. not this way. Yeah. And I just couldn't understand what people, you got to go with the grain. And I'm like, what do you mean go with, what? That's what, what I was telling you because Jason FaceTimed me from the hardware store. And I was like, <laughs> tell him the planks. I'm like, I'm like, that's the one. Oh, that was I the other thing. I went to the hardware store four people times. People right now trying to build shelter. You're... <laughs> no, I said, hey, I need to karate chop wood. That's the best wood to chop. And they're like, Go over and they wouldn't walk with me to the they just told me to go over to some corner and look for some wood they were already offended at me like people can't chop wood what yeah the fuck? come on but like i like i was telling you because you want to i found the right plank i'm like that is the one you want now you just need it cut because it's the right width you just need to cut to the right like you need like a foot a yeah. foot or 10 inches and chop it off and, and i'm like you got because you got to go with the grain you're like yeah, yeah 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 and then it was like boop facetime over i was like oh no <laughs> but I saw that I saw that video of your attempts, and if the if the grain was right, that would have broken. You're on the right track. Looks like it's smoking. Sickler, you got it. You got it. Right. Ready? Oh, Whoa! Well done. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're you're pop eyeing a little bit, and I can't tell how much that's for you effect. Because you already had a bit of a black eye. Before you smoke again. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that go for you, Ryan? That went clean. That was nice. Glad to be. I'm glad to be the assist. Yeah, you look like you have some experience doing. Fuck yeah! I indoor um, fire stunts. I've never done an indoor fire stunt, but I did have a friend in high school who um, he basically had his hand kind of fucked up, and the doctor told him like, "Look, we need to break it and reset it. I can do it, and it costs this much. Oh. Or you can have one of your friends. Oh, come on! Take a textbook. He he told him make a fist and put your elbow like this against the locker, and then take have a friend. You are bleeding a little bit over your Am eye. I? Yeah, over your right eye, oh. right on your eyebrow. Um, Is this like one of those strip mall doctors? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And he, I took our biggest science book and just, I was like, you're gonna let me do this. He's like, yep. And I, and I fucking hit that thing and shattered it. And he, he said. The doctor told him to tell me that whoever hit that hand did a nice, clean job on it. So, you know, got a little bit of experience. Good for you, man. How do you feel? Good. Electric. Do you? Like, uh, like worst case scenario, we could take this on the road. <laughs> <laughs> worst case. But you look, if everyone, look, I, I got a lot of, you, you got a lot of downloads from the honeydew, and that's great for you, Ryan. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> we don't. I used to, millions of people listened every day, and now we're starting from scratch. I'm just saying, if it doesn't happen the way that I think it's going to happen, well, then maybe I go on the road and I headbutt fire. And I mean, Steve O, uh, very, in, very entertaining and, and, and making a huge career out of it. Let's say I'm a quarter of a Steve O. That's a check. Get out there. I'll get a van. I'll do a podcast out of a van, and I'll have fire stunts out of the back of my van. Come on, kids, throw some wood fire at me stunt. on fire. Yeah, I'll just. <laughs> I'll just burn. People are sending me fire stunts now that I should do like really good ideas. Another one flying through walls of fire, go skateboard down a hill, off a kicker ramp, through walls of fire into a uh, a, a pool of water. Oh, right. Okay. And yeah. then he was like, if you do the pool of water, then you have Ken Block go drifting Shit. underneath as you go over through a wall of fire. So it's yeah. fire everywhere. 
And then I, he sent me a video of like the drawing and everything, and I sent it to Ken, and Ken said, ha ha. So I don't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe Ken was going to like, wait a minute, Jason, that is the greatest idea ever. You're in Jim Connor, but no. That's another guy that I, I didn't know anything about him until my stepson introduced me to him like 10 years ago and showed me that video of the guy. Is he on a Segway or yeah. something? And he's That's just my friend Scott fucking spinning around him while it's moving. Like the control of that is just, it's amazing. It, he is. Did you see the Travis Pastrana's latest Jim Connor video? Because he no. took over for Ken for uh -uh. us. Yeah. Wow, man. He does 150 mile an hour down. Uh, uh, a two-lane road out in farm area where they He's a Maryland guy too, Pastrana. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So this is where he, the video is all in there. It's his hometown where they do where he does the video. So they 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 got the city to cuz he is in side streets, just sideways everywhere going, but he at one point in the video, to me the hardest part about the gnarliest thing about it by far is he gets out on a straightaway. Ba 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 all the way up this car shows the dynamics of it and Speedo showing him grow from 140 up to 150. And then there's a kicker and a downhill. And he hits a kicker at 150 mile Jesus. an hour and flies down this road. It's a it's not a four-wheel drive. It's a fucking car like this high off the ground. Like 200 feet. Like 10 feet in the air at one point and then not. land. At a, I'm like, this guy is... It's little things like that where you don't real the level of danger that he is on right there. It, you, I mean, it does look good. The video looks good, but the adrenaline, yeah. like anybody, anybody that's been fired, you know, when you get in a car and you get it all the way up to flat out and then there's just that, man, yeah, yeah. and you're like, man, I you know what I mean? If shit went wrong right now, <laughs> it's just human instinct to this go, Toyota ain't if gonna shit went wrong it. right now, I'm pretty sure I'd be <laughs> fucked. And it's like, wow, this is real adrenaline. And then to do that and be like, okay, here comes the jump. I'm like, man, this guy is on another he is. thing. He is. He's a machine. It's all those Maryland boys. Yeah. Very impressive. Sooner or later, I'll connect with all those bastards. You should have those guys I'd love on. to. Yeah. I don't know. Travis will talk to you. I don't Travis, know any of them. Travis would love to tell you stories. I would love to have them all. He, he has. Uh, I will. I will recommend him and Matt Hoffman. Matt Hoffman. Okay. Uh, the greatest interview I've ever done at an X Games was uh, Matt was on our show and he discussed because I you know I've known him for years and he's had you know he's had horrific injuries. He's the first person to have um, certain surgeries that were illegal, so he went to other countries to have it without anesthesia to make sure that the doctor did the right job. No shit. Yeah, like, and hard. we're talking, we're talking uh, drills in your knee. And no, no anesthesia, nothing. He's awake watching so he, it, so he can keep an eye on. Yeah. Fuck. He has a part of a knee in his pocket at all times when he rides. No. So when he blows out the knee, he gives it to the doctor to put that one in. And that same doctor rolls with him all the time in case too. If, if all over the world, he has those parts with I him. See. So if you ha if he has to have an Im immediate surgery, <laughs> he'll be like, "Hey, doc, just so you while you're at it, put that in there." Like he's spare tire. The fuck out. He has yeah, spare tires in his that's, pocket. Wow, that's unbelievable. Yeah, he's had uh, like seven cadavers and several. Uh, what is it when you do the the fake one where they make the what's the word? A synthetic. Yeah, synthetic. Several, not one, just tons of dead things put in, and then he just rips them off and then put them in again. Like, Damn, just, the toughest guy and the nicest, mild mannered, just sweetheart, the true 
out of all action sports, the the most dangerous man I've ever met by far. Wow, by all far, right. I, all of them. We'll talk later. Yeah, I'll hook that up. So Ryan, I'm curious. So Jason's fallback plan, if the podcast doesn't work out, is to do <laughs> fire stunts for children <laughs> on a traveling basis out the back of a van and gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not a lot of crossover, hopefully, between those two careers. Yeah, no. That could be the end of both of those careers if that happens. (laughs) One might ruin you in the other. If you're about to ask me what my backup plan is, I'm going to tell you right now. It's going to be to hold the wood and hold the camera. (laughs) All the way to the top, baby. Rock and roll. I can't wait to be huge. Look, you're doing the right thing. I'm telling you you're doing the right thing. Your own show, your other shows, all of it's the right thing. It's all revenue streams. That's the new way. We're stuck. I will say that's the new way. We're all on these quarantines. You can't go do live shows anywhere I know, right? but like Texas and Florida. That's that's it. I feel I really like doing it more, which is crazy because I love doing this, but it's so much better doing it now. The yeah. only you know, like financially, it's hard. You know, you got kids and shit. Dude, that's not there. So I'm like, well, there's this one big piece that isn't there, but the actual work, doing the work, talking to those guys where there's no other people involved mm-hmm. it's just us what are we going to do there's no argument there's no it's, it's always freedom. a good day yeah, yeah it is you don't have to get anybody's approval you don't have to get any you don't have to hear notes from non-creative people that yeah, just need to fucking justify their jobs it's the stuff that they bring to the table i'm more appreciative of it now like i feel like there was a time there which just like we all do our thing you know we do our thing and congratulations i'm kind of it's like eminem i'm used to you guys doing your thing you're no longer you know blowing my mind because you've fucking blown my mind for 10 years but now when it's just us like what are we doing tomorrow or yeah he made a video for patreon the day i'm like i'm like that's fucking awesome you know like i yeah. think maybe a year ago i would have been like man but it's all you know we're all i'm like we're all doing this together to to stay alive you know to 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 flourish even the liquid death thing just knowing that liquid death are interested because of all my hustle. Well, I know that that brings us something. That's right. Yeah. So us, you know, we can we can not get in a small minivan and headbutt because I <laughs> I feel like if this is like every day, that's gonna start to leave a mark. Yeah, it is definitely gonna fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got a little spot of blood going there. Yeah. Well, drop. it's a good thing that Pretty I. Sweet. Yeah, I'm kind of pumped on that. I more damage to the whenever I have damage to the face, my wife finds me more attractive. So I I I can't lose. When you hit me in the face. What happened to the, what's the black eye from? Sparring. Oh, okay. Box, you know what I mean? Boxing with yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Not, just always have to make sure everyone knows. Organized fighting. <laughs> <laughs> not street fighting, not, not some sort of extreme sex thing. <laughs> Man, which is totally valid, but no, <laughs> mm-hmm. none of those things are yeah, After what I heard, it is. Uh, that reminds me of a news story that I saw. Cedar Rapids, Iowa, a man known locally as the Butt Plug Bandit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he been... steals them? No, he stole. There was surveillance video, so the entire crime is on video. First, there's the parking lot video of the guy observing a slightly open car window, reaching in, removing a purse, and then walking through the lot. And then there's the video of when he walks into the sex shop and he buys the butt plug. And also, you're gonna have to help me with this: a thickening cream. Oh, a cream you put on your dick to make your dick thicker. I would is that, assume. Is that real? Uh, I'm 
I don't. And that's a thing. I don't Thick know. I'm not, I don't know, but I'm assuming you've just, heard of that before. Nope. I'm just oh. going with. <laughs> that's my he's, guess. He's referring to me because I'm the sex guy. So I'm absolutely coming to you. I don't want to be an asshole and go. I don't know. Fuck <laughs> off. Like I want to try and help the conversation. You know. I, I'm assuming it's a thickening of your penis cream. What else could it be, right? Yeah. He purchases a Pipe Dream Pump Work X thickening cream, both a hand and a motorized penis pump. Okay. Yeah. And oh, then, he's a needle dick. And then goes back to the car and puts the purse back. Wait, I missed the purse part. He, He's, stole, he stole the purse out of the car. the purse, used her shit to buy this stuff, and then put Just the purse back. Just back to the car, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, and is so it, they caught him because they had the, the entire guy, it thing is. on uh, him. He just wants is it, Does it make him nice off. that he put it, the purse back? It's nice enough. Okay. You know. It's Look, I lost my wallet around Chris, or last Christmas. I, I keep thinking everything was last year, but we did nothing last year. And it was just a pain in the ass to replace all okay. my credit cards, my driver's license, all that bullshit. It's all gone. That and you know suck. that your money went to good use, too. Yeah. And there was cash. And I never carry cash. And I had cash in the motherfucker, like 100 bucks. The wallet was a nice coach wallet. Like, somebody got a steal, literally. Right. I'm still getting charges on a credit card for Uber. And I've called my bank repeatedly. And they're like, yeah, man, we got we to gotta stop that. And they don't do it. And I'm like, so what, what, how does this, what's the end game here? I got my bill. I got the bill for all of the charges. And I'm like, what's the end game? Here? And they're like, when we are done with our report, we will definitely give you a call. And I'm like, in the meantime, they're just going to keep running up Ubers on my credit card. And they're like, that is correct, sir. Are you for real? Yeah. Cancel that. Probably card. right. No, but it's not. It, it's like, it's, it's like the, I did cancel the card. They've got some deep numbers, Brian Sickler. Really? Yeah. And God, this dude. is just somebody right now is in an Uber right now on my diamond. Citibank's totally aware of it. And they're okay with it. Not even going anywhere. Just doing laps. It's probably my daughter and her friends. <laughs> really, that's the thing. I'm picturing. I don't know what it is about. It's a bunch Uber of sixteen-year-olds, dude. What it is about Uber criminals that makes me feel particularly negative about who they are. Right. Yeah. It's, they're not. They're not stealing food for their family. It's kids joyriding, and I yeah. know it. Your Kevin Hart had a personal shopper that had his credit card info and ran up a million dollars worth of charges for their own personal shit. No. And they a bought lot of like thickening cream. They bought like Beanie Babies and shit, dude. <laughs> Yeah, what's wrong with Beanie Babies? See? Yeah, they're on the comeback. Yeah. <laughs> That's Beanie an Babies investment. and baseball cards. They're like so. fun to fly with in case you feel a little anxious. Yeah, they're the new uh, Dogecoin. It's just Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, deep cut. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's balling right there when. It has to reach a million dollars before you know that somebody's stealing from you. Wait exactly. a minute. He's well, he got business managers and all those people for sure. Someone should be looking at that. There's the, I, Listen, I have that right now, and so, I don't make Kevin Hart fucking I was going to say, I'm right fucking now, broken. I've got yeah, one. I was going to say, if there were some charges that were coming in like that, my guys would be like, yo, yeah, and, right away. And yeah. when you get a million dollars charged on your car by somebody else and it's, and, and it's provable, he doesn't lose a million dollars. So... Well, so this person or does he? was charged on a 10-count indictment of, this is grand larceny, obviously. Yeah. It's a million dollars. They are trying to recover as many of the assets as they can, and then they can just sell those off, and they can get some of the money back. For example, the $240,000 worth of jewelry and watches bought from a California jeweler, you could probably recover quite a bit of that. There was also art purchases and the, and the like. But All of, of this stuff- is black market. There's no way they're going to allow a person to come in with someone else's credit card. I don't care if you're Kevin Hart or not and buy watches and jewelry without going, give me some kind of ID. $240,000. Oh, yeah. 
And Come wouldn't on. it say Ke- Kevin Hart? It on should, it? Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. Like, well, you're Jason Ellis. Who the fuck? Kevin Hart? You mean like the Kevin Hart? There's something. Well, but they, wow, that is a really good point. So they're no in way. on it. They're like, yeah, 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 I'll sell it to you. Fuck yeah. They but, probably got the credit card. Probably just ran it and on all black market. Look, I don't know how this stuff works, but this person was at one. <laughs> no, I was going <laughs> to say, clearly, you don't fucking come to me. Sickless <laughs> got this one. This person was was authorized to make purchases on Kevin Hart's behalf using his credit card for some time. And when their relationship ended, it didn't end. It just sort of cooled down. They're like, okay, we're not working with you anymore, but we might in the future. They were fully aware that this person still had access to Kevin Hart's credit card uh, uh, authorization. They just assumed that this person wouldn't abuse it and then put pictures of this stuff on their Instagram page. Yeah, see, that's just mentally ill. 16 bare brick collectible dolls? How much are they? I don't know. Probably a couple grand each. If you're going to rip him off, don't buy collectible dolls. This is how you know they're fucked up. Yeah, wouldn't you buy real estate and be set for life? Yes. Yes. Like buy a couple of apartments? This asshole probably bought a boat and other fucking money pits. Also, five Patek Philippe watches. Oh, yeah, no. I think Conor McGregor has one of those. Uh, I'm always surprised. Not anymore because of the president. (laughs) But I'm always, I used to be so surprised that rich people were dumb. Now I'm, now it seems to be almost, it's like a 50 50 chance. You might still be a raging moron and you're just full of cash. I used to think that you had, you know, I mean, that was a tag team effort. You had to have some wit to get the money. I'm principal. I don't care how much money I make or don't make. It's all about principal. I hit my landlord, the fucking laundry machine the other day in our building. This this lady will not ex- put a credit card thing, and she's making us use quarters. I'm like, you know, there's a coin shortage, right? Like, it's a pain in the ass to get quarters. I put these quarters in, and they didn't work. And I hit her up, and I'm like, you owe me seven quarters. And she's like, are you for real? And I'm like, yes, I am for real. You know how hard it is to get quarters right now? And it's principal. I don't give a fuck how much money I make or don't make or you make. I know you rolling a Tesla. I'm not, not you, her. Yeah. Driving up in a motherfucking Tesla. I don't have a Tesla. Give me my seven quarters. <laughs> and she does not like me. She does not like me. She's like, I set your quarters at your door and they're just a little stack of them out there. I'm like, thank you. I mean, that is fair. It's your shitty machine. Yeah. It's your money. It's seven quarters, but it's not, it's principal. It's not fucking, what is it? A dollar 75. I get that. A lot of money. I'm a principal guy. Principal. I don't know if I'm seven quarters, give a shit guy, but I'm definitely principal guy. It's happened a bunch though. That was the thing. It's okay. Not, it's a steady going thing with this lady. It really is a motherfucker yeah. to get a stack of quarters it right is, now too. Man. Yeah. They have, nobody uh, wants to give them up. Nobody. I think they're just trying to get rid of coins. I don't blame them. Let's just get rid of fucking coins. What do we need it for? Let's just round up or round down. Yeah. We don't need the, the coins anymore. What about the machines where you have just to park cards. and it only takes coins only? Let's stop using those. I hate yeah. them. What about if they, until they get those fixed, those parking spots are now free? Agreed. Problem solved. Agreed. You're welcome, California. Yeah. Did you know that California is beating up uh, Asian people more than ever and that 50% of it is, sorry, America is beating up Asians more than ever because of you know, alleged, like when somebody who was in charge of the country was, calling everybody Wuhan blue and shit. It built up a, a, a hate for, so now that uh, uh, American Asian people, elderly, more elderly oh. are being beaten. And now there's, uh, I'm trying to sign up for it. There's people that are escorting the fucking elderly to their destinations so that they don't get fucking beat up. And I was like, man, I want to sign up for that. 
because I want to beat up someone who's trying to beat up an old Asian person. Yeah. And Katie was like, they're not going to come when you're there. And I'm like, that's the fucking that's the thing, point. isn't it? Like, they who beats up on an... It just such a... God, that irritated me when there I was saw this, that. There's this also... It wasn't um, racism, but it was a, a game in Baltimore. These kids were playing called the knockout game. Yeah. You ever, you, you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would just go up. So behind. bad. I mean, sucker punch. I don't care if you're the rock. If Anybody. you get hit in the fucking temple from behind, you're it's going so down. Yeah. You, you could, could kill, kill somebody, somebody, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think Not people to mention did die. Just dam- yeah. dam- permanent damage. Because then they're limp and they're going down and cracking yeah. their fucking head and oh, everything else. Yeah, it's insane. Parents need to step up. That's what when I see that. I go, come on, mom and dad. I mean, even if you're on drugs, you got to talk some sense in your kids. Yeah, for real. Like, just give them a couple of words of, of wisdom. Holy shit. Because that kid, kids that do that, had no shot. That's how I see it. They just, yeah. you, your parents gave you no shot, and you're so angry that mm-hmm. you'll even do something as disgusting as that. Right. right. Brian Sickler, you had every excuse to become a kid running around. Yeah, going to the knockout I'm surprised you didn't punch me in the back of the head when we were walking <laughs> into the garage. <laughs> look at I, you. Hey, look. I had a fucking sniper on you across the street, bro. <laughs> He hasn't, he hasn't left yet. Let's keep our eyes on this guy. Uh, yeah, you've done very, very well for yourself. You got your podcast and you got, I'm, is it bad if I say I'm just as intrigued, if not more so by your Patreon podcast? As no, podcast? I, I really love that show. I think it's, um, it's something I really think I, I could take to a whole nother level. I'm just, and, I, and that's the thing now is more and more people are hearing it and becoming comfortable enough to share stories. Yeah. I'm, I'm recording on Friday with a lady from, I think she said New Zealand. And she uh, was a prostitute who um, was HIV positive because she knowingly had a gay boyfriend and had unprotected sex with him anyway. And then I think she said that um, they had an open marriage. So the her gay husband and his gay friends would have her bring these dudes back um, and she would fuck them so they, that they could end up fucking them. And they all ended up becoming HIV positive. And now she's... I don't know, doing well for herself. So I was like, yeah, I haven't talked to anyone that's been an open, openly admitted they were a sex worker or definitely no one that's had HIV. So I'm interested to hear her story. Dang. No comedians coming on with that one. No. But I can't wait to hear their routine about it. That would be an angle. (laughs) (laughs) You ever have comedians that have routines that aren't true in any way at all? And you know it. Yeah, they, when they come they, on and do their shtick, you can you can feel it. You know, you know. How like, do you like, feel here's about what that? you said. You said, "I know when you're being fake." Um, yeah. How do I feel about it? It depends on who it is. Um, I'll explain that later. But uh, <laughs> why? why? <laughs> I'll explain that later. But um, like, if somebody, I don't like certain, that. If somebody of a certain level gives you some of their routine, nah, do you feel? How do you feel about that? If someone look, there's two ways to look at this. Honestly, if you're doing your shtick from on stage, everyone knows it. Not yes. just me. Yes. The, the audience is intelligent. They're gonna know. Like that's, you know, other ways or people will say like I talk about this in my stand up, but then they'll tell the story. They're not doing the bit. Okay, the yeah. rehearsed, yes. you know, worked out story. They're telling you what happened. So that I like. But if you're giving me the same story I watched you tell word for word on comedy central or whatever, then get the fuck out of here with that. Cause you're not having a real moment with me. I want a real moment. Not that that's not a real moment, but that's a real moment for television and set up in a room with cameras and audience and everything else. This, what I try to create is 
a whiskey drinking, weed smoking table where we're just sitting down uh, talking about like, do you believe like where we are after the shit we've been through? And then you share that. What about if you, cause to me, sometimes I would watch an interview with somebody that I'm going to interview to see what they're about a little bit more if I don't know them, especially. And one time I watched some interviews with Kevin Bacon before Kevin came on the show just to see what kind of a celebrity was like, how far can I push anything? Or is it just, do we have to say, stay super corporate and just like ask him about the band and then get out of there. And he said something it to the interviewer. And then he said it to me in my interview, which was, which was a, a thing about how the hotel staff treat the bacon brothers. You know, he's got a joke that he says, and because I'd heard it in the the video the day before, and then he did it in the studio, I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> like Kevin Bacon sucks so bad." It'd be different if he's but like, "I have this joke where it'd be different." If but if you're just trying to slide it in, like you just thought of that shit, like get that fucking garbage Dude, out of here. That's, get that I'm not out. Trying of here. to don't use this as a promo, but I swear that's what it's. It's a little like hey, it's. Also, like, like the <laughs> other thing is you're going to, I'm going to go, I, my life is my life. You're going to go on shows and tell the same stories yeah. again and again. But, but hopefully the person you're talking to will ask you some different questions right. or a different take or a different angle on that, that you can open up even more about that story, you know? So yeah, get that fucking rehearsed shit out of here. Not for stand up. It's great, but that's not what this is. I noticed you have people back a lot. Is that yeah. a, cause that's not a thing that people usually do. They try to spread their guests out. You like, if somebody's telling, cause I think I saw Joey Diaz has, I'm doing, he's he different. Just, I'm chronic. I'm doing his life story <laughs> for real. I really am doing his life. Story. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we are nine episodes in and I think we're still in the eighties. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I mean, I, he is something else. He is a library. And at the end of it, when it's all said and done, I told him, like, this is your story. You can take this, do whatever the fuck you want, cut your promo, whatever. Try to take this. And so I don't care. Eh. I'm not here. Like, I I'm not there for that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean anymore? So at one point you were career driven and now you're just happy to be here. I'm so what is First of all, I'm never just happy to be here. That's the one thing I hate when people say that to us. Like, well, there's no money, but, you know, you should just, it's exposure. You should be happy to be here. Like, go fuck yourself. I earned this fucking seat. You know, I yeah. earned this time I have on your show or your whatever. I'm not just happy to fucking be here. That's some fucking bullshit people want to throw you. Here's some free bread. Go fuck yourself. Heat it up. <laughs> Give me some butter, you motherfucker. I'm not just happy to get your bread. Right on. Uh, but um, what I mean is, I guess when you're younger and you're hungry and you come from backgrounds like we do, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't know anything about money. All I knew about money was hustle my balls off to get it so that I can pay bills and eat. I didn't know about investing or any, I didn't even have it to do any of that shit with. I'm just I'm just starting to get there. You know, I'm on a roller coaster with my hands and we're not even over the hill yet. But, um, you know. Joey's like I said he's different I want you to come back the reason I have people back is because the audience loves him so much like you know I I there's a certain some people say you should do this you should do that and I don't know what announcer it was that said like if you listen to the fans you're gonna end up sitting in the in the seats next to him wow you know yeah, I'm you're coaching this team yeah. and you got to make the calls yourself right or wrong. They're yours to make. Yeah. Now, there are some things that people suggest that I think Agreed. you should listen to. Yep. 
certainly it's it, and when it's a common theme, you know, they they all want you to come back. Everybody wants a part two with you. I told these guys I never that's the nicest people have ever in the history of my podcast podcasting. That's the most response and the most I never heard of you at all. And you're fucking awesome replies that I've ever heard in my life. I'm like, wow, not a, awesome. people. You know, a couple of people in Australia hit me up saying, oh, mate, grew up watching you skate. Didn't even know you had a podcast. Just to know that this guy skated my home ramp with me in Melbourne and 30 something years. Ryan Sickler notifies him that I am a podcaster. <laughs> that's nuts. I'm saying that's I'm like, holy that's shit. what I love about all this. You can't do that with stand up. That doesn't happen in that world. You know, that's stand up is the drug, though. That's the heroin. That's the immediate good or bad. You're getting an immediate fucking reaction. These, especially with the shutdowns and everything, we were recording four weeks ahead. There'll be things I didn't even remember we talked about with certain people because yeah. I've done eight shows since, you yeah. know. Um, you don't do that as much now? I do. I still, I try to stay four weeks ahead All in right. case they put us on lockdowns again or anything like that okay. and we can't get there or the numbers go up and people are uncomfortable coming in person. I try okay. to stay ahead. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's... I don't know. I, I love it. And it's not that I'm, you know, before I would have been like, let me executive produce and let me do this and that. And I told Joe, I'm happy to do that if he wants me to do that. But look, this is your fucking story. Take it and go there. There should be a movie about you or a series about when you. I think about all the like movies you. out there about people. Yeah. That didn't do anywhere near what he did. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree that yeah. that guy's got it's a, it's a, a story movie. worth telling. Absolutely. Gotta get the right person to tell it though. Yes. He no. should narrate it and let somebody else act as there him. There you go. That's what he should do. He could, I mean, he could still kind of do him, too, as well. Yeah, when you get the current. He's a funny character. Him. He's <laughs> unbelievable. But you as well. Like So, yeah, I do have repeats on um, people who do well. Um, but then also I like to expose. I like to bring someone who just has a great story that may not have the big following. Um, well, you did that and for blend me. Blended in bullshit. You, you did. I mean, dude, you're putting us on this podcast map. We're not on the podcast map. You made you made a big jump in the out of like I said, out of everybody, the biggest help that I've got. I can't get it. It makes me feel is so good, you guys. Man. It's you, flat out. It doesn't have to be. It's not mysterious. I went break some more fucking firewood, bro. I'm yeah, you know up. what? Can you go next? My fucking head hurts. <laughs> like, I was about to go. Hell yeah! But I'm like, kind of. That's not. nice. Thank you. I'm glad too. I'm glad that happened. Yours. Again, yours, I mean, how many people do you know that have the background you have? Probably none. Yeah. Probably none, you know? And and also, they may, they may have been molested at three or whatever it was, but they sure as fuck didn't do what you did with your life and what you did with those experiences and how you're helping people with them. You know, it's uh, crazy to, to think that guys that look like, like I get, I can't tell you how many times people would pass on me in the industry and to be like, oh, you're too frat. I'm like, you don't know any, you don't listen to me at all. I'm a dude that goes to therapy. I'm a single dad of a little six-year-old girl. Like I, I'm, 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 I always say that the, my favorite saying is I come in peace, ready for war. That's it. I'm here to be super cool with you, but if you want to go, all right, we'll fucking go. Like, I'm not scared of that yeah. at all, but I'll cry at a goddamn commercial. My daughter will say something to me like, oh, you know, made me Valentine breakfast the other day. I'm all emotional about it and shit. Like, man, I'm a fucking man. And being okay with crying is yeah. Knowing that you're 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 less scared, in my opinion. Like, if you can't cry and you feel like crying, what are you so fucking scared That's of? That's right. 
Like, because you you feel like you're gonna be less of a man if tears run down your yeah. face. That's ridiculous. That makes you a pussy. That, that makes you insecure as <laughs> that all makes hell. You a pussy. Yeah. yeah. And also, don't just sit there and be a bitch and sob and cry. Get the fuck up and walk forward. You can cry walking forward. Just do it. Right. I always yeah, because I feel people have said man because of the story. Like, man, you must be so tough. You just never you never give up. I'm like, I fucking give up like every day. Yeah. Like I I, I cry and go, that's it. And then I wipe them off and I go, fuck that, man. Not not today. That's right. But and there's definitely again. little pockets of maybe I should just fucking let it of all course. go. Man. <laughs> yeah. But that hopefully you learn from those moments. Like, no, fuck that. Instead of staying there. And that's the difference between people like you and me and all these people that listen. I, I can't tell you how many people have hit me up and said that. You know, they started going to therapy because I, I never set out to do that. Yeah. I just wanted to listen to people tell me about their fucked up lives and laugh about it because that's what me and my like my family has suffered the same deaths and shit I have. So we all talk. We, at one point we had a family death pool like we were just trying to do anything we could to keep light of die. Here comes another death, a death, a death, a death. Like, holy shit. So I, you know, Is that what made you go to therapy? <clears throat> Oh, you were already, already going. Well, the, I remember my father, when my, my parents first split, we did like a family therapy thing. I don't remember much about it, but I do remember going and having to talk and, and talk about our feelings and shit. And then when my father died, I went for a while. Um, and then I've continued to go on and off through okay. through life, you know, from EMDR therapy, which Drew uh, actually recommended a change that changed my life. Which one's that? That's the one with the buzzers in, oh, in wow. your hand and shit. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Okay. Um, and then also just talk therapy is what they yeah. call that. But for years of it, I, I've done because I know that I'm the common de uh, common denominator in all my problems. So that means I've got to work on my shit. And yeah. if I'm not working on my shit, then us isn't going to get better. Were you angry before therapy? Because yeah. being treated the way I'm you still were, angry. Right, but you. Because I know like, when, you said, when you said when you said I'm here for a peace, but I'm ready for war. Yeah. I that tells me because I I have that thing. I'm almost I'm embarrassed by it because I like if you want to push me, I'll fucking show you hell, and it's embarrassing because it's like you want to go here, I'll fucking show you. So everyone's gonna regret it, including me. Those are embarrassing things to me. Like I would like to have more of a grip on those, and you seem like. You have more, but just that one sentence where you're like, you are ready for war. I believed you. I didn't think that that was a fake one, which means you are ready to throw down. If someone's offensive, you're ready to scrap. And a lot of people would justify Win walking or away. I don't care. Win or lose. A I lot of people would no, prefer to walk I away. To, I, I will walk. Look, if it's, if it's bullshit, I'll walk away. But if there's no choice, then yeah, I'm going to go. I'm not. I've been in so many fucking fights in my life that huh. that I'm over the fear of a stranger wanting to fucking kill me. Huh. You know what I mean? But like, that tells me that you've been in a tough upbringing because yeah. a lot of people are not used to having scraps uh, every day. That's still, I mean, you sound like you think it's normal, but you know as well as I do that it's not normal. It's not normal to Kids have as many fights. Kids are supposed to just have like yeah. playtime and yeah. shit, not getting jumped and getting stabbed yeah, and, yeah. like just constant bar fights all of it i've been in all of it it's not yeah. it's not fair for humans to go through that you know i know yeah. it happens what life's not fair but i still don't think because we're all kids in the end you know and That's to know it. that we're all you know well here i am now like this seasoned fucking salty asshole because the world is shaped I'm like fuck you world you're not shaping me but it does 
So, I mean, sometimes these bad things are almost, depending on who you are, a guaranteed, to me, it's a, it's a ticket to fucking glory. Like, every time I, something bad happens to me, I'm like, if you don't die from this, you're going to use this to be even better. So it's almost a, a unfortunate blessing. And I always It, it is. I, look, man, if you would have told me when I was 16, my dad had just died, like, hey, all the abuse, all this bullshit's going to be worth it. When you're in your late 40s, I first of all, I'd have been like, how, how long I got to wait? When yeah. you're in your late 40s, you're going to have your own show and you're going to love what you do. And you're going to have Jason Ellis on and Tom Segura and Tommy Lee. And I would have been like, huh? You know, I would have, it would have made it all worth it then, but you don't have the, you know, ability of, of seeing the future. So I, I've had college professors reach out to me and tell me that my podcast is mandatory listening in, the, in, in their psychology classes and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, I've been asked to come and speak at, at engagements about have you done it? laughing at, well, it was during Corona. So it got killed. So they asked but me to you send are gonna in do a, it. I, I, they asked, I'm definitely going to do it in person, That's but awesome. they asked me to send in a video because of the virus, yeah, yeah. So I, I did that. I sent that in. That's fucking awesome, man. Um, but I didn't know. I it's again. I didn't. I wanted to just talk to people who went through shit and have a positive spin on it and yeah. a great outlook. Um, it's such an life. inspirational angle. Like I don't know if you meant it, but it's such. No, a, I, I somebody meant to that laugh has this at rock trauma. bottom that can have a laugh on the end of it. Tells every rock bottom out there, every bad time person out there, that you can flip this. Yes. You can absolutely, but you got to work on it. And that's what you hear coming in with the healthy people is they have like yourself put the fucking time in. you got to put the time in. It's yeah. not, if we can just fix this person, we'll be good. No, that's, no. that's the biggest problem you have right there. Cause you're saying I'm perfect. Yeah, no, it's constant. It's, it's constant, constant and it's done. And, it. and 47 year old me is not the same as 45 year old me. Man. And 49-year-old me is going to be different than 47-year-old me. Like, if I met me at 17, I'd probably punch me right in the fucking face. If 17-year-old me punched me in the face, I would knock me out. 17-year-old <laughs> <laughs> me would punch me right back, too. Bro. You know what? 17-year-old me would not fuck with probably me. Probably get an aluminum bat and break my fucking knee. I remember when I was 17, I didn't fuck with dads. I always remember, don't fuck with dads. They'll fuck you up. Yeah, old man's, old man's drink. Damn right. You forget about that. <laughs> Any dad. Hey, kids, stop fucking up. Yep. You're like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. Sounds good. <laughs> I thought of many times. <laughs> no, no, I'm not even going to say one thing. You win, dad. All right. Oh, I feel like I've learned a little bit more about you. Comedy-wise, you don't go. You can't. Pandemic. Do you? Are you stinging or are you... You're like, I got my fucking pods. I got my Patreon. No, I'm dying to get back to okay, stand up. You are. But I've got the antibody now. So I want to go get on some shows and, and do the thing. But here's the other thing. I'm not I'm not going out and taking reduced rates and everything. I earn my rates. If I'm not doing half the work, I'm not taking half the pay. The yeah. pandemic isn't my fucking fault. Fair if enough. You, if you're only allowed That's to have, happening. Oh, a ton. Isn't that, bad for a, to have, isn't that a comedian that does that? Doesn't he chop into all the rest of you by accepting that? Yeah, but also these people right now need to just fucking live. Okay. Yeah. And how do you hate on somebody that, that makes, but you also, you get what you pay for. Yeah. You get what you pay for. You know, if you're going to offer a thousand dollars, you're going to get a thousand dollar comedian. You know what I mean? Okay. You're, you're going to have a show, but you're going to get a thousand dollar comedian. Maybe people don't come back again. I don't know, but if you're only allowed to have 25% of people in there and it's not my fault, if I'm the reason there's 25% in there, I should take 25% of my pay, but I'm not. So when the number, when 
the art form will always be there. I've done one show. I'm not worried about the art. Look, comedy has survived without George Carlin, Richard Pryor. I mean, Robin Williams. It's going to survive no matter what. It's going to survive. Uh, will That's we? Still- I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm not going to go risk my life for, you know, a few bucks. That's Can you not smell worried. and taste yet? Because, no. you know, you, he got it in Christmas, you guys. And he can't smell or no, taste still. No. Still, I can taste a little, but it's also is it coming back? The taste is slowly coming. I'm starting to taste. I still only taste sweets, but I'm starting to be able to tell chocolate from fruit and shit like that. Because before it was all the same sweet tasted. Didn't, I, obviously, I know what food texture is, but yeah. if I didn't have any knowledge, I couldn't tell you the difference between a fucking chocolate chip and a pineapple. That's so weird. Yeah, but I have no smell, and that's not coming back at all. It's been two, coming up two months. Yeah. It'll come back. Don't It'll come back that. eventually. But again, if that's the worst thing that happened to me out of the coronavirus with all these people who've unfortunately died, Agreed. I'm good. I'm good on. Yep. I'll take smell over any other fucking scent, any sense anyway. Yeah, I get it. You know, I got a spot in my everywhere I look, especially in the sun. I see like this spot that moves around after Kyle Kingsbury punched me in the face. This one fight that I had with him. Still, you have it. It's permanent. It is. Yeah. It's a, something damaged inside. Yeah, like retina tear or some stuff. Fuck. I went to the eye doctor and they were like, you gonna, you know, you can get some surgery. And I was like, I don't fucking care about the dot. Is it gonna get any worse? <laughs> no, like, yeah, not. And I was like, right, well, fucking, good. It just good. reminds me of what a sweet motherfucker you are. Fought a six foot seven UFC fighter. And you try. I was like, I'm gonna fuck you up. I was really thinking that. I was really wrong, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I respect myself for that. <laughs> Ryan, you got the Honeydew podcast. You got patreon.com slash Honeydew. I, I'm not sure. RyanSickler.com no. if you want to no. go. Ryan Sick- the Honeydew. Thank you. RyanSickler.com and uh, Ryan Sickler on all social media and uh, everything you can find there for sure. Thanks for being on the show, Thanks man. Thanks for having me. For uh, you. You're my favorite podcast buddy. I can't believe Thank I you, have man. It. I but, love it. But if you're listening, you're a close second. I really enjoyed it. Took a long FaceTime. time for Molly Malone. How long ago was that? That's got to be four years, maybe. Do you know what? It feels like three, so I'm going to say eight. All right, oh, man. Eight. That makes me regret not sticking with it. I would have been all right by now. Yeah, you, I thought what you did was great. And you hadn't done much of it, if I remember nah, right. Yeah. I never, I could tell from hanging out with Tully and those guys, like having a, a routine, I just never could convince myself of anything that I wrote down to repeat it. I just come from a radio world where I didn't like telling, like, I think I get away with telling the same story so much because I'm punchy. I probably don't remember that the last time I told it, so it feels fresh again. I don't like saying it because it kills me to know that I'm going to say the same thing, but I could tell that you guys work on it to the point where it does stuff to the people and you're, and now you're in control. And I'm like, oh, wow, I totally get what you guys are doing. It just, you know, I feel like what I, I also know how to get good at stuff. And it's like, don't be spreading yourself thin. Like, you, oh, I'll do a little dabble here, little dabble yeah. here. I'm like, if you're going to go, you got to go 100%. And I just don't have the time for it. You got nothing. You have no excuse now. I mean, yeah. you have nothing but an excuse right now. You're good right now. I thought about doing it. Like I heard Brendan Sharp said he practices in his house and by himself. And I was like, what about if you just practice for a year by yourself in a room and had like fake, I got crap. Like, hey. Fuck yeah! Everybody loves me. Fuck yeah's in there. <laughs> that guy really loved that joke. You know that's from me in Boston filming a movie and Sirius put me in a broken down store at the mall where we were filming the movie 
and it was a table and a chair Nuh-uh. in an empty to room to make sure you could get the show done. So still? I kept doing the show while I was filming the movie, and fans came to the Live? broken like, down. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's me. That's, my- <laughs> that's me with seven people that came to see me do the show. Oh, that's great. I fucking like sat on carpet in front of them. That's, I, I don't like it. Sounds shitty, but I thought that was like a. That's all. Those people. Everybody was listening, and I was in this yeah. weird little shoe store that was closed down, and. Then every now and then I'd go outside and film in a fucking giant movie and the hair and makeup. Well, not hair, but, you know, makeup. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I loved it. All right. Thanks for being on the show, yeah, dude. I'd love you. to be back on. You should come back on. We, 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 this is good. I like this. We're butt buddies I for life. I love it. Done. All right, everybody. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Don't die. Boy, boom, bing, boing, boing, you can sell anywhere oh they mean it Ooh, hold up just got a new sale whoa shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level or on top of the world whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops start selling with shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide this is possibility powered by shopify sign up for a free trial at shopify.com podcast 22 shopify.com podcast 22